Welcome to a Sunny Side Up Life podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to live an abundant life full of freedom and positivity. I'm Sammy Womack, and I'm on a mission to help you break free from survival mode, gain financial freedom, stay motivated, and focus on what matters most. Join the movement, and let's start living on the brighter side of life together. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode This is the last episode of the year, so we are going to end 2020 on a note of encouragement and just a little recap and all of that. So I wanted to talk to you guys this week about recovering from 2020, and a lot of us feel like, you know, (laughs) 2020 came, it saw, it destroyed, right? It was a rough year. All jokes aside, all memes aside, it was insane. You know, it was not anything that any of us could have predicted or expected. And now as 2021 is coming full steam ahead, it's time to reflect. It's time to figure out what went right um, what went terribly wrong, even if it was out of our control. And I want to talk to you guys about what to do if you didn't accomplish any of your goals. You know, what if you had a rough year? How can we move forward? How can we kind of bounce back? How can we give ourselves grace for all of that? Right. So some of us took time. We accomplished goals. Some of us really enjoyed being home. Some of us thrived with a slower pace. Some of us got to do hobbies that we haven't got to do in a long time. Others of us struggled. We didn't do well with the isolation, with the lack of social engagements. Um, Some of us are depression flared. Our anxiety was at an all-time high. Some of us are, you know, things that we had been doing good with. Maybe if we were in a good place with our mental health, you know, it flared back up. Everyone kind of handled the year differently. Some, Some of us had to keep working as if nothing at all was wrong, even though it was. Some people lost everything. You know, we all have our own experience from the year. But no matter what what side of the spectrum you're on, I think we can all kind of join together and just be glad that the year is over and say no matter what happened, good, bad, ugly, in between, we're just going to give ourselves some grace and we are going to acknowledge the fact that it was a catastrophic year. And that the sun will rise tomorrow and that there will be a new year and there will be a fresh start, just like always. And you might have felt like this in past years. You might have had years that were even worse in your past than 2020. You might have had just seasons of life where you just felt like you needed a fresh start. And I say all the time that you don't need it to be January 1st to start over with goals. You don't need it to be a new month or a new week to start fresh, to get a clean slate. You can have that fresh start whenever you decide that you want it. But we do have to admit that there is something kind of magical in a collective type of way where we 
can bond over the fact that we're all kind of having a clean slate together. And there's just something really powerful and magical about that, about all of us collectively saying, all right, next chapter, you know, and throughout the year, we all have our seasons where we kind of, you know, the chapters change and and we go through different phases. And sometimes we're ending chapters and other people are right in the middle of theirs. But when it is a new year, we all get to kind of turn the page together. And there is kind of that collective magnetism of energy that I think is just so powerful. And I think, yeah, it is a little cliche. It is a little cheesy to, you know, say new year, new me and all of that cliche stuff. And I know a lot of people will scoff or roll their eyes, you know, and all of that at it. But if that's what it takes for you to turn the page, to start something new, to try again, to give yourself grace take it. Take it. Who cares if it's cliche? Who cares? If that's what it takes, do it. I know a lot of people that their entire lives changed during a January. My debt-free journey, my budgeting journey started in October, but I didn't add up my debt and get super serious about our debt-free journey until I had that New Year's spark. So we started in October kind of sort of budgeting and then it took me a couple of months and then I, you know, I stumbled through it and it was Christmas and all the things. But then when it was New Year, when it was January, I was like, all right, I got the, like, I I needed that extra push to really get me brave enough in the right mindset to add up our debt, to make a plan not just track our spending and make sure our bills are paid on time, but like full on do it. And my best friend V from V Fugle Fox, like I know her story is similar. It was the beginning of January when she decided like, no, changing. And then she changed her entire life, debt-free journey, marriage, like every every single aspect of her life changed in a January. And I know so many people that this is also the same for them. So there is something so magical about Januaries. And I don't want you guys to be like, you know, oh, well, it's just going to be, you know, month 13 of 2020 and nothing's going to change. And obviously, coronavirus is not going to go away. Obviously, you know, all of the other issues that we have, the, the social injustice issues, the, you know, um, gosh, every, all the political issues, everything like that. Obviously everything's not going to just light switch change when it's January 1st, but personally with your own goals, your own mindsets, it can. Okay. So what if you didn't accomplish any of your goals or you didn't accomplish very many of them? First of all, give yourself grace Like I always say, you know, it was a tough year and I feel like a lot of the rules don't apply. It's okay. You kind of get this like get out of jail free car, like a, you know, free homework pass kind of thing from this year that if it didn't go great, it's okay. And honestly, the beauty of it is, is that this is actually true for any year, not just 2020, not just global pandemics, not just election years, not just 
you know, it, it for every single year. If you get to the end of the year and you look back and you're like, this year did not go like I wanted it to go. Guess what? It's okay. You're allowed to give yourself grace no matter what the circumstances were. No matter what the circumstances were. If it didn't go as well as you thought it would. Hey, grace, I'm human. It's okay. Try again. Let's just try again. Get back up. Try again. So when we look back at these goals, first of all, I think it's really important to look back at your goals. You know, if you set 2020 goals, maybe you're scared to look back at them. I know a lot of people are like, I set them and I did not go back to them. Like, I don't even remember what I wrote. (laughs) Coffee break. Um, Sorry. I want to encourage you to go back and look at them if you did set them or reflect if you didn't physically write them down reflect on where you were last year you know what really really helps me I'm such a visual person that it helps me so much to go back and look through my pictures in my phone go back and look at my Instagram posts and things like that It helps me to really visualize and remember all of the things that happen because there's so many things that happen in a year that we tend to kind of lose track, right? So go back, look through your pictures. And what also helps me is to, and there is a prompt in the Power Sheets. If you're a Power Sheets goal planner user like I am, there is a prompt at the end of every year to go and write your favorite memories from every single month. And I love to do this. And that is where I get out my phone and I like to write down, you know, usually <laughs> 2020 excluded, but I usually I write down like trips that we went on, events, thing, you know, big things like that. Um, but it's not just not just vacations. There are other things, you know, um, like Izzy lost her first tooth this year. That would be, you know, that was a big deal in our house. You know, all the different things. All the different things that happened. I launched my coaching this year. There were still so many good things despite all of the bad. And so that is, I haven't done it yet, honestly. I'm going to do it this this coming weekend. But that is something that I will do and I do every single year and I love it so much. And it really helps you get to a place of gratitude, get to a place of positive reflection and remember that there were still good memories. There were there were still things. Maybe it was just, hey, we went on this beautiful walk this night and the sunset was so pretty and I have this picture and yes, I remember that night and it was so great. And maybe that is your best memory. Maybe that is a memory that makes the list. That's okay. You know, it doesn't have to all be huge. We went on this vacation. We bought a new car, like we paid off $20,000 worth of debt. Like they don't have to all be that big. Maybe they are. Maybe, you know, one of ours was we, we bought our land this year. And then all of the memories of getting the trees cleared off, getting the driveway put in, all of the things that went along with that, finding the land in the first place, you know, that was huge. But there were also the small things. Is he losing her first tooth? You know, <laughs> um, there were, there were so many other small things along the way. All the memories of us going on the boat, especially when the um, social distancing and the, the self-quarantine was really, really um, 
was really, really strict at the beginning, like March, April, May, we spent a lot of that time on the boat because we could go, we could launch the boat, we could go out to the middle of the lake and literally not be around anyone else. It was the ultimate social distancing. And so that's, that's a lot of what we did. And that was, that was a lot of good memories. Um, so just reflecting on things like that. And maybe even if you don't have a power sheets planner where it prompts you make a list, you know, list out every single month and leave yourself a space, a couple of lines for to list out a couple of things for each month. And I think that's really going to help you get in a good mindset and a good place of gratitude. Um, and it is okay also to reflect on the bad parts and to, you know, if you did get laid off this year or if you got sick or if someone um, that you know or love got sick, if any other thing that could have happened it is okay to also reflect on those things. And it's not about dwelling on the negative, but it is about that the ups and downs are part of life. And you have to acknowledge the low points. You can't just sweep them under the rug and pretend like they didn't happen. You know, you have to acknowledge them. You have to remind yourself that you got through it. And even if it was the hardest thing you've ever had to do in your life, you're here now. What did you learn from it? How did it help you grow? And how can you take that with you to build on, to make you stronger, better? You know, how, what happened? And so that's where we don't, we don't have to necessarily dwell on the past in a negative way, but we can learn from it and we can grow from it. And we have to acknowledge the good and the bad because that's, that's the real thing. That is real life, the ups and the downs. And I think that when we reflect on the lows, it makes us appreciate and acknowledge the highs even more so. And realize that these are good, beautiful moments. And I know that and I know what these good moments feel like because I've had these really, really low, really not good moments. And so put those in there too. You know, let it be a full circle reflection and a full circle gratitude of even being gratitude, even being gracious for... um the the rough times even have gratitude for the hard times and then i want you to be brave enough to go back and to look at the goals that you did write out the hopes and the dreams that we had for the year two or three months before the world completely got turned upside down and I know there were things even in January before before COVID, you know, there were the wildfires and earthquakes and oh my gosh, there were so many, there were so many things even before COVID. But look at the goals that you wrote out and let it be okay if them if they all didn't happen. Okay. So I like to go through and I like to kind of highlight things that I did accomplish. And maybe cross through things that 
I'm like, hey, you know, that didn't happen and I'm kind of over it. Like maybe I just, maybe that goal just doesn't fit anymore. And maybe go in and circle or highlight in a different color goals that you just want to carry over into the next year. And honestly, there are some of my goals that aren't really a check mark off, yes, this is finished kind of thing. They are things that are just a continual. Um, Like some of mine were, my word for the year was level up. And I still feel like that happened despite all of the craziness. But so all of my goal, my main word was level up. And then I took that word and then I broke it down into my five main goals, which were um, level up myself, my impact, my family, our wealth, and my relationships. So those were my five goals under that heading of level up. And so then under my level up relationships, I had bullet points that said with my husband, with my work team, with my friends, with my girls, with my sisters, with my mom, with myself, having new guests on the podcast and being guests on other people's podcasts. And so those aren't really a check. Yes, they're done. X, no, it didn't happen. I mean, yeah, obviously, like being a guest on a podcast, having guests on my podcast. Yeah, those happened. Okay, I can check those off. But it's not like I'm going to stop pursuing that goal. I'm going to continue with that goal. I'm going to continue to have new guests, to go and be a guest on somebody else's podcast. Yeah, I accomplished it, but it's not a one and done kind of thing. So maybe I wasn't a guest as many times as I wanted to be necessarily because I did lose focus on that goal during certain months of the year because I was like, I, you know, survive, survive, just get my minimal work done. I don't have time for branching out anything else. So yeah, maybe I didn't pursue that goal as much as I would have originally liked to, but it's still, I still kind of sort of did it, but also I still still want to take that goal with me. Working on my relationship with my girls, with my husband, my sisters, my mom, my work team, my friends. Those are all goals that I'm going to continue to work on next year. They were also on my goals list in 2019 as well. So also I think, you know, it's really important to remember to have these kind of continuous goals that kind of evolve as you evolve. So maybe I had work on my relationship with my girls on my goals list in 2018. And that might have looked completely different. I know it did. Because my girls were so much younger. And now my version of working on my relationship with them is a completely different place than it was, you know, two or three years ago. It grew and it evolved and that's okay. And so I want you guys to think about also setting some more goals like that that aren't going to be a clear, clean cut, I succeeded or I failed. Does that make sense? So that way, when you look back at the year, you can say, yeah, I grew. And it's not always about I succeeded, I failed. I feel like that is so harsh. And that is a really painful thing to look at. Obviously, there are going to be some goals like that. We are going to set specific numbers based goals. Okay, one of my goals, for example, was to hit 10,000 on Instagram so I could get my swipe up. That was a huge goal for me. 
It was very numbers-based. It was a very hit or miss, succeed or fail kind of goal. Thankfully, I did succeed at that one. <laughs> um, but there, it is okay to have those as well, okay? Just make sure that they're not all those. Because what if I wouldn't have succeeded at that? And that would have been my only goal. Ugh, I would have felt like a huge failure, even though it's not true, even though I did so many other great things, right? Also, I want you guys to think about setting some abstract goals, not just concrete. So concrete goals would be more things like hitting a certain number of followers on Instagram, paying off a certain amount of debt, saving a certain amount of money, losing a certain amount of weight, you know, really concrete, specific numbers-based goals. Those are fine and those are okay to have one or two or three of those. But what about the abstract goals? What about the goals of how you want to feel? What about I really want to work on my inner peace this year? I really want to work on my gratitude. I really want to focus on choosing joy. I want to work as I want to focus on um you know, giving myself grace or working on my shame resilience. That was actually one of my goals after binging all of Brene Brown's books in 2019. I really wanted to work on my shame resilience and I wanted to work on not being so knocked down by every single thing that caused me shame. And that's a very abstract goal. How do you, how do you, how do you say if I succeeded or failed at that? You know, what is the scale of that? How do you measure that goal? You don't. And that's okay. So it's important, I think, to have those types of goals too about how you want to feel. So what do you do if you really, you look back and you didn't accomplish what you wanted to accomplish? First of all, is it the end of the world? No, it might feel like it. It might be rough, but no, it's not. So we're going to give ourselves grace. If that goal is still important to you, you're going to rewrite it and keep trying. Maybe it doesn't serve you anymore. Maybe it doesn't fit anymore into the person that you are now. Cross it off. Tear the list up. Throw it away. Who cares? Move on, right? There is no police that is going to come and say, hey, excuse me, you wrote this on your list two years ago. I don't care if you changed your mind or not. Um, you need to do it. That does not exist. <laughs> the only person that you have to answer to is yourself when it comes to your goals. Okay. So if it didn't, if it didn't get accomplished, should we move on? Or should we simply carry it over? Those are really your two answers. And either way, whichever one you choose, there's not a right or wrong. You do you. You do what feels right for for that specific goal and that specific situation. Okay. So, okay. So we talked about if you did set goals, don't be afraid to go back and look through them. Okay. Um. My next on my list is always write out a list of things that you've accomplished and experienced. We talked about that, cultivating the gratitude, right? Looking back through the camera, 
going through my notes to make sure I didn't forget anything because I kind of started rambling. <laughs> yeah. And one more thing I forgot to mention about the camera roll is that when you're going back through the camera roll and you're writing out the bullet points of what happened for each year, I think what's really surprising is that even when we think we had a really crappy year, that a lot of times it was much better than we thought. And I think whenever we do that, it really helps us remember that it is those small moments. It is those little day-by-day type of things. It's the 300 days out of the 365. Maybe 65 of them were terrible, but the other 300, maybe they were average. Maybe they were good. Maybe they were decent. Maybe they were fine. You know, maybe they were really good. And I think that it helps us to reflect on the fact that even in one of the hardest years, there are still moments of good. There are still moments that deserve reflection and deserve gratitude. And I think that this is the time that we can really stop and reflect on. It was the lessons learned. That's important. It was the people. That's a huge lesson that we've learned this year is that we need our people. We need our interactions, our events, our our things that help us bond. We are such social creatures. Even I'm saying this as an introvert like huge introvert, but we still, we need our people. We need our group. We need our things that, not our things as in our specific items, but like the things that light us up. Like if that's going to the library, going to the park, just going to your mom's house for dinner, you know, things like that. There's so many things. I think that those, that's really a lesson that we learned this year. It's the experiences, you know, it's the going to the concerts, going to the sport, the sporting events, taking our kids to the park, going on field trips, meeting our friends for dinner, like all those experiences I think that we had taken away from us this year. I think that this is a really great time for us to reflect on how special and important all those kinds of moments are. And that when we look back, we remember those things. Not what clothes we were wearing, not what car we were driving, not how much money we spent. We remember how we felt and who we were with. We remember, was it fun or was it not? You know, did that person make me feel alive? Did they bring me energy? Were they toxic? And I felt depleted after I left them, you know, things like that, how we felt and who we were with. And I think take those lessons with us into the next years. And when we are remembering what truly matters, we can make more of that happen. Obviously, as we're safely allowed to But take those lessons with you, okay? Take those lessons with you of how when times were tough, who stuck by you? Who was there to support you? And things like that. What actually brought you joy? What was it like to have more time to rest? What was it like to have more time to spend on your hobbies or 
you know, when we missed our people, that was one of the things that if you guys follow me on Instagram, you probably know that my girls do a weekly sleepover with my mom on Friday nights. This is not something that's always happened. When we were on really strict um, quarantine, like at the beginning of COVID and everybody, like nobody knew what was going on. Nobody had masks yet. You know, all the stores were closed. We were just, we were panicked. Um, We just, we just stayed home. We didn't let anyone at all come over. And my mom was so, like, it was really hard on her as it, you know, most grandparents are experiencing. And we're in the same town. So we see each other almost every day. And so it was really, really hard. And so she would come over and she would visit from the front yard through the window. And she told the girls, I hate this. Like, this is so terrible. And when this is all over, when it's safe or safer, I guess, I'm going to have you guys over. We're going to have a sleepover. Okay. So that's what they did. As soon as we kind of, you know, everybody got masks and we kind of started to learn what to do and we were a little less panicked. Um, the girls had a sleepover and then the next Friday came and the girls said, we should have another Friday sleepover. And then the girls said, Grammy, you said that when we were in quarantine that you hated missing us. So let's have a sleepover every Friday. And they talked her into it and she made that promise to them. And so they started doing this just since like April or May or so, um, because she learned in that in those few weeks without them at all that that is what matters most and so now she took the time in her busy schedule I mean working two jobs like busy schedule and she said spending time with them matters most it is the most important thing outside of paying the bills and we're going to make time for it and she learned that lesson Um, And also for me, it was a lesson to learn of I need my alone time. Like I didn't realize how much their their activities, visiting with family, you know, took weight off of me. And so I realized I need my alone time. So we made that a priority. And that was a huge lesson to learn. And so I think that if you can look back on this past year and find some lesson like that, maybe it's not the exact same, obviously, but in your own terms, if you can find a lesson similar to that, something that the year taught you and something that you're going to take with you into every single year. And let's let this year change us for the better. Let's let this year remind us what is truly important, which are our people and experiences and how how our people make us feel and how our experiences make us feel, how rest makes us feel, how our hobbies make us feel, how being together as a family makes us feel, how getting outside, getting fresh air, how that makes us feel. And you guys, those are the most, those are the sweetest moments of life. Let's remember the time that we we banded together, <laughs> together apart, <laughs> and let's let this 
bring us closer, at least in spirit for now, obviously. (laughs) And let's not forget everything this year has taught us. And you've probably seen the memes going around of don't discredit the year that changed you. There were so many social issues. There were political issues. There were health issues. There were money issues. There was so much. There were so many lessons that we had to learn the hard way. There was so much tension. But we can learn from those and we can grow. And we can let this be the year that built us up, that changed us, that helped us grow. Okay. And yes, we are all ready to move on. We are all ready to put 2020 in the past, but don't completely forget. Don't forget. Don't forget how much you missed your people. Don't forget how scared you were when you got laid off. Let that fuel your fire. If you were scared when you got laid off, if you were scared when you didn't know when the unemployment check was going to be, whenever you are back on your feet, hustle to never let that happen again, to never be that vulnerable again. When you do get to see your people again, don't take it for granted. When you do get to go to a concert again, don't spend the whole time making videos on your phone. Put your phone down and be present. When we do get to hug each other again, don't let it just be a passing couple of seconds. Be there. Be fully present and enjoy it. Because those are the things that we've missed, right? Those are the things that we've missed. When we get get to go back to our activities and our groups and playing on the playground with random other kids, let's enjoy it. Let's take the lessons with us. Let's give ourselves for grace for the things that we didn't accomplish. And let's move forward. Okay? So, hope that's helpful. I hope that that was a little bit encouraging. <laughs> um, I will be back next week with more episodes. And you guys, don't forget about everything that I have going on on my YouTube channel, um, of course, Instagram, and just, I have so much great stuff coming out. I'm going to have more coaching sessions opening up. So just stay tuned on all the platforms and that is all. I hope you guys have a very happy new year and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye guys. Thanks for hanging out for another episode of a Sunny Side Up Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend because you never know who needs to hear this message. If you haven't already, please leave a review and subscribe. Reviews and subscribers are what help the podcast grow and what help new ladies find our community. And again, thanks for hitting play on this episode and for investing some time in yourself today. Remember that I'm always here to support you and I'm always cheering you on along the way. Don't forget that everything that we mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes. All right, that's all for me this week. Bye, guys.